This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 895, how Charlie became an awesome presenter in English and how you can do it too. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, hear the story of how Charlie struggled with presentations when he first started university and how he finished university as a powerful presenter, confident in front of any audience, and get his three tips to become a powerful presenter in English. Our guest today, Charlie, is an English enthusiast with a logical approach to grammar and idioms. He enjoys hiking and rock climbing in his spare time while dabbling in vegan cooking. He has taught English privately for four years and specializes in helping university students prepare for finals and presentations. Now let's meet Charlie. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, Charlie, welcome to All Ears English. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. I'm here in a really dark, snowy Sweden, so it's nice and cold, <laughs> but I'm inside, so I'm doing good. Oh my gosh, dark and snowy Sweden. That sounds kind of exotic and interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not exactly Bali, but uh, it does the job. Yeah, yeah. And where are you from, Charlie? I am originally from England, Great Britain, so just from a London area. Awesome. And why are you living in Sweden now? Are you just kind of living around the world, that kind of thing, or what are you up to? Well, it was actually probably one of the most standard things of why people from another country moved to Sweden. It was love. I have a fiance who's Swedish. We lived in Norway for a bit and uh, now we're living here in Sweden. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Awesome. And so you told me that you were into rock climbing. How is the rock climbing in Sweden? Do you get to do that a lot on the weekends? You know, what? we're actually out here in the countryside, so I haven't been able to do it for a while. But now I'm going home in the wintertime to visit my mum and there's a bouldering uh, warehouse just down the road from there. So I can put as much rock climbing in as I can during the awesome. Christmas period. Oh, very cool. I have a couple of friends who do some rock climbing. A friend of mine climbed a Devil's Tower in Wyoming a few years back. Do you know what that is, Devil's Tower? Is, is the Devil's Tower, that's an extremely hard climb from what I've heard. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And a friend of mine did it a couple of years back. She's crazy. <laughs> yeah, She's it crazy. sounds crazy. I would never attempt it. Oh, it's straight up. It's just like straight up. I don't know how she did it. But anyways, these challenges, right? They make us stronger, don't they? Oh, they definitely do. Definitely. Yeah, it kind of it kind of lines up a little bit with presentations because sometimes presentations can be just as scary as rock climbing for some of us, isn't that right? Pretty much, pretty much, people are dropped into it even without a harness, so yeah. it's a, it could be considered quite dangerous. Even scarier because you don't have exactly. that safety net, that safety harness, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so before we started recording today, Charlie, you were mentioning that you've experienced a lot of growth or you did experience a lot of growth in your presentation skills when you were in college or as we call it, you know, as you call it university, we call it college. Um, Tell me about that, about how you became a better presenter and what it was like in the beginning. So in the beginning of my first year of university, I was pretty much dropped into giving a presentation. We were given a subject. We chose maybe a topic we liked or we were just handed a topic and our lecturers or professors would say to us, now do a presentation on this topic. And around 90% of us pretty much went white in the face. We'd never given presentations before. A lot of people were discussing amongst each other, what, what, what are we meant to do? How do we, how do we give presentations? What makes a good presentation? Yeah. And for the first year, I pretty much had to hit the ground running with that and pretty much test the water with loads of different methods. I was watching videos online. I was reading loads of different documents. I was going to loads of different conferences and studying how people give good presentations. I was even watching presidents of the United oh, States wow. give, their, give their speeches to try and study what was going on. In my second year, it was when I managed to nip it in the bud, as we say in England. I managed yeah. to actually perfect it. And I was top of my class for my presentations. And I feel, pr- I feel proud now of the presentations I gave and the presentations I give now, because I oh. know that they are what captivate audiences is what makes people interested, even if it's not an interesting topic. If you can do that, you can do anything at university, I feel. Wow. I love that story. And I think our listeners are really going to be able to relate to you and kind of grab onto that because, I mean, you struggled with presentations and you didn't know what to do. You figured it out yourself. And that's even in your native language, right, Charlie? And imagine our listeners, if they're really struggling to do this in in their second language, in English. So it's that's even... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, can't, I could not even imagine how scary it must be in a second language, as you've said, to oh. try and figure out how to give a presentation. Okay, awesome. So we are lucky to have you here today then because we'd like to know what you learned about, you know, your three most effective tips for giving an awesome presentation, specifically in a university setting, because we do have a lot of listeners who are in college, but I think these tips will also work in the business space. Is that right? That's right. Mostly they can be used in the university setting. I feel that these skills can be transferable to anyone of any age in the business setting, whether you're 40, you're working within economics or marketing, or whether you're 21 and you're studying philosophy at university. Okay, perfect. So if our listeners are, you know, they're in university or they're in the business space, they need to go ahead and make that presentation. Maybe it's their first presentation in English ever. What do we do? Like, what are your three most important tips on how to really do this right? What you've learned? Well, I can give you To cut it short, the first would be language use and clarity. Now, a lot of people, maybe even when they're speaking in a foreign language, when they get to university, I feel that they assume that if you write very flowery and sophisticated, Mm. that's going to give them the edge. That's going to make them look impressive. Right. When in fact, what I've learned is the opposite is true. Mm -hmm. You need to write your presentation as if you were catering to 12-year-olds or 13-year-olds. The basics of it is, is... If a 13 or 12 year old can understand the topic of what you're saying, then you are British saying your quid's in. You've perfected it already at the get go. Yeah. And when you first started giving presentations without any experience, were you doing that? Were you trying to make your sentences very flowery and sound very kind of knowledgeable? That's very true. That's exactly what I did. And I found that it was just 
again, the opposite was true. My lecturers yeah. were saying to me, I don't understand what you're saying here. What do you mean by this <laughs> sentence? What does this mean? And you know what? When I looked back on the sentences, I didn't even know what I was saying. Right. That's it. That's And that's something we... Sorry, go ahead, Charlie. Oh, no, no, no. You go. You go. No, I think it's interesting what you're saying. I think we've mentioned something like this on the show before that the best way, the best display of deep understanding of something is being able to explain it in a simple way, not a complicated way. That's exactly right. That's exactly true. Yeah. If, um, if the general public can understand a difficult topic easily, then you, you've done a very, very good job. Then you also get it. That's the indication, right? Okay. So, so it sounds like in order to be clear with our language, we need to deeply understand the topic, right? That's exactly it. You need to know your topic from the inside out. You need to be able to anticipate the arguments people are going to question you with. You need to be ready with counter arguments when it comes to those questions and suggestions. And okay. in doing this, in knowing your topic, this is also going to help build your conversational skills. And it's going to help you with social phrases as well. If someone asks you a difficult question, you can say, that's a good point. Let's discuss this further. It's going to build up your repertoire of vocabulary. Also, it's yeah. going to help with your, crit your critical thinking. You're going to be mm. thinking on the spot day in, day out when it comes to the presentation. If someone asks you something difficult during a presentation that you haven't prepared, prepared for, and mm -hmm. you can answer that question in another language that you aren't used to, well, then mm. to be honest, you, you've, you've pretty much won. You've, you, you, you yeah. will pass that presentation very, very well. <laughs> and you're going to feel really good. And that's going to create a positive cycle because we're going to build confidence and we'll be ready, more ready for our next presentation, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. But I want to go back again to this first point before we move on to the others. So language use and clarity. Are there any like technical language tips that you would add there in terms of making it clear the way you deliver it in terms of vocabulary? Or is this just about really just knowing your topic and delivering it in a simple manner? I would say the latter, knowing your topic and delivering it in a simple matter. Do mm -hmm. not make your sentences long. I would argue, in fact, that the shorter the sentence, the better. It's, yeah. breaking, it's breaking up the rhythm of your presentation. It's allowing people time to think. And it's allowing you time to think as well when you give it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, and we know that's because when we see the pre presenters that we like to listen to, any motivational speakers or whoever it is, they speak in an approachable way. They pull people in and they speak in short sentences, don't they? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And they also pause at very random moments which hmm. engages the listeners to think. Take Obama, for example. Obama is very famous for his speeches. He yeah. pauses at indistinct moments where suddenly your ears will prick up and oh. you suddenly think, wait a minute, why is he pausing there? I should listen. I should listen to this. Ooh, that's interesting. We could do a whole episode just on that topic. That's really you interesting. Could. The nuances of Obama's speaking style. Very cool. Very cool. It makes me miss Obama. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, let's move on to your next tip then here, Charlie. So what would be your second tip on how we can do this right? My second tip with this is how to conduct yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's going to play a massive role in how you give your presentation. 
Now, when it comes to your presentation day, I'd say you need to wear your best outfit, the outfit that makes you feel good and confident. Eat your favorite breakfast. For me, it would be pancakes with some whipped cream and syrup on top, some blueberries (laughs) as well. That would make me feel good. I don't know about you. (laughs) You had a little sugar high going there, right? (laughs) That's exactly it. Maybe not too much sugar. Maybe you should cut that back. Maybe get some gluten-free pancakes. I don't know. (laughs) Awesome. It seems to me, yeah, so we're, we're dressing well, we're eating our favorite meal, a positive mental attitude. What do you mean by that? How does that go? How do we prepare that? So when it comes to having a positive mental attitude, that is looking, for example, at yourself in the mirror and saying, I can do this. The minute you say to yourself, I cannot do this, I can't speak English, what am I doing? You are setting yourself up to fail. If you can build, having a positive mental attitude means that you have confidence in yourself in that you can do it. Even if you went to do the presentation and say you didn't pass you will pass with these tips but you didn't pass at least you would have that positive mental attitude that you could say okay well it didn't go so well this time let's do it again next time yeah i love it it's such an inner game right such a mental game and these tips this particular second tip really reminds me of how a pro athlete might prepare for a game exactly Yeah. I mean, it's just like pro athletes. We need to be ready. We need to go through this preparation. And when we do, we do create a nice positive space for ourselves so that we are ready to succeed. That's exactly it. You're creating a safe space for yourself. That's exactly right. Love it. It's almost like we're encoding the brainwaves of success before we even succeed, right? By putting on that suit that we feel great in, that we can move around well in, we feel good and it's a power suit, right? We're telling ourselves this is going to go well. I love it. Exactly that. Okay, so Turley, what's your third tip then? I think you touched on it a little bit earlier, but give us a little bit more detail there. So again, it's knowing your topic. It's being able to say weeks before planning and thinking, What exactly are people going to question me about my presentation? What is my lecturer going to think about this argument? What are my co-workers or my co-students going to think about this argument? What And if they ask a question and you anticipate that question, you think, this is how I'm going to respond to this argument. Mm -hmm. And again, it's building up that anticipation of questions from argument to argument to counter argument to counter argument. Yeah, it seems like a, yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, and following from that, again, it's going to help you with your conversational skills as well as it's going to, this leads into one and two. You've got to use language use and clarity in preparing for anticipating for those arguments. And you've also got to be able to conduct yourself well when replying. Yeah, so it's that spontaneity, right? Being on our feet. And it seems like a big piece of this is also knowing our audience. Like, what is our audience likely to ask about? What's their perspective? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Mm. And I feel that that would help you understand cultures a bit better because I'm going to say that different cultures are going to have different questions to the arguments that you give. Sure, of course. Absolutely. I mean, did you find that this was one of the tougher skills to build, like anticipating audience uh, feedback or questions or pushback um, in terms of how you built your presentation skills in school? Absolutely, absolutely. And in, on my first few presentations, if someone asked me a question, I would freeze on the spot and it would probably take <laughs> me around 20 minutes to answer the question. Oh my gosh, that must but have been now, scary. Oh, it must have been scary. But now I can answer these questions. I anticipate what's going on. And you know what? It, there's no shame in saying to someone who asks you a question, I don't know the answer to that, but that's a really good question. And maybe we can touch on that after the presentation. 
Yeah. There's absolutely no shame in not knowing either. Yeah. We don't have to have all the answers. You know, it builds connection with the audience when we, and some humility, right? When we admit we don't know everything, but we will get back to them. You could also say, you know, we'll, I'll get back to you. I'll follow up with you after, you know, we can talk about this. I love that idea. Okay. That's right. Wow. So congratulations on how you've been able to really improve those presentation skills. And I really I want to uh, draw attention to this for our listeners here, guys, because if you feel like you're in a place where Charlie was at the beginning of university, as he told us, you know, his professor said, get up there, give a presentation. He had no idea how to do it or what to do. If you feel like you're in that place, I think working with Charlie would make a lot of sense for 2018, a really good way to start the year. And because if you're going to have to give presentations, you want to be strong, right? Uh, Charlie, can you just tell us real quick what kinds of classes you offer for people who are looking to improve their skills in presentations? Yeah, no problem. So I specialize formally in helping university students with their essay writing, their presentations, and their general English use in seminars. So Mm -hmm. say you were having trouble with an essay, then we go through it together. We discover exactly what can be improved in it, what could be taken away, what we can edit, what you think would be best for the essay you are writing. The same goes for presentations and the same goes for general English use in seminars. Okay, I like it. So guys, if that rings a bell for you, if you're in university right now, I know a lot of our listeners are, then it would be nice to have someone to help you work through this. And it's not easy to do by yourself. Okay, Charlie, where can our listeners go to find you? That's right. You just go to www.italki.com and then a forward slash Charlie Gleisha. Okay. Could you spell that for us? Absolutely. So my first name is C-H-A-R-L-I-E and Gleisha, G-L-E-A-S-U-R-E. Okay. Awesome. Any final closing kind of words of wisdom overall for anybody who really wants to make 2018 the year that they get better at presenting? I would say first and foremost, don't panic. Have a positive mental attitude and just keep telling yourself that you can do it. And no flowery writing. No flowery writing. (laughs) Stay away from the flowery writing. It's a false sense of security, right? That's exactly it. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Thanks for coming on the show today. It's been really interesting and interesting hearing your story as well. Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.